Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Turner. Hello there. And Josh Brown. Hiya. Now, you might have realized, depending on, on whether we allocate an editor to this or not, that we might not have any opening music. And that's because everybody's down at EGX in Birmingham playing all the games from E3, and we, not everybody could go. So we're up here. But the good thing is that we still have Star Wars. We'll always have Star Wars. We'll always have Star we'll Wars. We'll always have Star Wars. So it uh, turns out, and I was going to say, speaking of things we didn't get to go to, there was a whole play, playable session where a whole bunch of journalists got to go across and play some Star Wars. Would have been handy for this podcast. Would have been handy, wouldn't it? But no, not, no, we didn't get to go. Not bitter at all. Genuinely not bitter. I couldn't care less. But we've got uh, all this additional information about it um, combined from all the outlets that did go. And it's just an excuse to talk about a bit of Star Wars because I don't know if you guys realize, but Star Wars is still alive and is coming back in December. Well, you say that almost like, it, you know, you were confused for a second. Like, what do you mean still alive? In my opinion, it is <laughs> thriving, Scott Taylor. I would not say it's been alive since I believe it was December 18th last year when a certain Jedi was the last of his look, order. Look, mate, play a, bit on. Of, play a bit of Horde. Get an audiobook on and find out some of that extended universe. Oh, Let's get going. Yeah. Gears 5. <laughs> you're just as bad. You're, you're on the other end of the spectrum. And you're just as bad, man. I'm too far gone. You are. Anyway, I'm, I'm so in, in regards to this new game, Jedi Fallen Order, very much the sort of uh, newest installment of the... It's weird because the Jedi Academy games and the Jedi Outcast, those two games are obviously Dark Forces as well. Um, a lot of younger people might not even know that they were a thing. And that the whole idea of doing a Star Wars Jedi, then a colon style game, is kind of its own thing. And you can go back to the old games. They re-released Jedi Outcast recently on PS4 and Switch. Um, and so for the kind of the return to that style of game, which is like an over-shoulder... Um, um, kind of like physics of having fun with physics style action romp kind of thing. Um, you know, like Respawn are kind of going back to that. And so like this, it's kind of just sets the scene for this new game because they have a lot to prove in terms of the legacy of that series. But then it's also like the wider sort of context of EA Star Wars games and Battlefront. And oh dear God, let's hope they get one right. Even though Battlefront 2 totally got there yeah. initially. Well, yeah. that's the kind of weird sort of position this game is in because even though it does sort of have that legacy going into mm. it, I don't know how many people are caring about that. How many people, mm. you know, even are going into it thinking of it as a continuation of those prior Jedi games because I love those when I was a kid I was I was such Same. a fondness for them I'm going to go back and play the Outcast which has been um, re-released you can invert your controls now Josh thank you I which know. I really need to do because I invert my controls all the time good all, all the best people do, do. you all the time, yeah. yeah. All the time. Well, you, I mean, don't. you don't. You don't. I'm, on, I'm on a uh, podcast with oh, up two. Is up is it? To inv- yes, it is. Oh, inv- yeah, it is. Weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> anyway, what I meant was, um, yeah, so I, it's in a weird spot, but I think it is sort of primed if it is a good game to properly, mm. properly succeed because we have been starved of great Star Wars games. I know Battlefront 2 turned it around, but EA has, you know, tarnished the franchise a little bit since yeah, acquiring yeah. it. And it's been so long since I can remember, like, 
a defining Star Wars game came out. Maybe The Force Unleashed. I don't know if there was anything mm. after that. Like, for me, that's the last... Nothing as big as that. Big Star Wars game that I remember. So this is the first one I've been looking forward to in a while that I hope won't burn me. I think um, to read like a quote from, because I've just been sort of scouring all the different outlets that did get to go. There's a quote from a PC Gamer that said that, you know, obviously Star Wars is so malleable. There's been so many different takes on it across the few years from like, you know, like Super Fantasy and things like Star Wars Rebels. And then you've got like gritty stuff and more serious stuff like Last Jedi or whatever. Um, they said that uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the newest one, is very much a safe kind of Star Wars. They said it's a very conventional adventure. Um, and they just like, this is just kind of like to set the scene. They said that one thing that they picked out uh, picked up on was that they were sliding down ice slopes. They were jumping to ropes. They were swinging and wall running. You know, they were moving boxes into place and moving spherical objects into different places on the ground okay. to set off machines. You know, they literally said it's a video game ass video game. Um, and I guess in terms of going forward from there, um, Benro, where are you on it in terms of like that stuff kind of seems a little bit formulaic, but in the same way, it lets them succeed. It works for everybody. I think you've got to do it. I think you've just yeah. got to go back to Meat and Potatoes after they went in the whole online. They basically killed loot boxes for everyone. Mm. They, they started... They, they set <laughs> Thank the, you for your service, EA. <laughs> they set the fuse, and it's still burning now. <laughs> There's still that problem. Mm-hmm. But I think you just need to be a bit more... Sim- I say simple, but it does. It looks... But they say like it's got four four combat, so you've got the mm-hmm. whole we're moving the box. We're gonna like maybe if you pull these boxes out of the way, there'll be a secret behind it, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I did read that there was a lot of um, Uncharted slash God of War original trilogy God of War uh, adjacent uh, climbing seconds, which is what we saw at E three, um, where it's you're, you're literally just like hold state, run up, grab a ledge, amble along to the side, pull yourself up. Like we've done these so many times in so many third person adventures that they are quite old. From what? Go on. So I was gonna say from what I've seen, I think each planet is gonna be a bit different. Like mm-hmm. we have the one which is a lot of the pushy box uh, slow down gears so you can run and jump on the gear and then get onto mm-hmm. another thing. I'll uh, tell you what, I'll read you some planet names. And that's, I think that's going to be like an Indiana Jones tomb planet. Mm. Okay, like, so Whoa. the three that they've said so far, because um, one thing that they've, like, they haven't put across in the marketing very well is that a big chunk of this is almost like a Metroidvania type thing, that certain yeah. um, items, objects, and powers that you get on one planet can then benefit your exploration on another planet. And apparently exploration itself is a big focus of the game overall, um, which they haven't really shown off. They've shown a lot of the combat and bits of the cutscenes. But um, So the three planets that the people got to play at this uh, event thing, uh, one's Kashyyyk, which is the Wookiee homeworld, and that we sort of know from obviously like, you know, episode three and whatever. Um, another one is Dathomir, which is the um, home of the Rancors and Darth Maul. Um, or ah, what's cool. his race called again? Spiky Lads. Oh, I should I know this. Called, oh, I always want to call them Tokatans because that's the dudes from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And I'm like, Spiky people are cool. It's probably <laughs> Spike Racist, but I didn't mean it. And, um, and so with uh, Darth Maul, yeah, he's from Dathomir. And like, there's a few things that sort of like, if you look at the timeline, obviously he's back on his little, his own feet and not his spider legs as of Rogue One. So with this game being set at this point in the timeline between episode three and four, Darth Maul would be active as the leader of that new gang that he forms. Ooh. And so why not have a big old boss fight against Darth Maul? It hasn't Ooh. been in this preview at all, but I think it would make sense to have a, some sort of Star Wars character thrown into this cut his legs oh. off again because he's just going to blow what legs <laughs> might as well just cut them off again could they, have they have, did they outline exactly how Darth Maul died in the new canon since they reset everything uh, yes he went to Tatooine and he went to challenge Obi-Wan mm-hmm. one slash oh yeah of course one in, slash in dead yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. okay I was thinking maybe they could inject Cal Kestis and have him be the guy that finally oh, finished him up there's no way he could do it mate. sadly not but yeah so we've got Kashyyyk we've got uh, Dathomir and we have a ice planet called Zepho which is the one that you said and uh, when they showed the Zepho gameplay there's a lot of sliding down ramps and sort of jumping between places and taking out stormtroopers as you go down. What did you guys think of the gameplay for that? I thought that looked so cool, Scott Tilford. I was did you? watching it when I came in, right? And uh, even though you've said a lot of the gameplay that's been sort of talked about so far, pushing boxes around, mm-hmm. doing the Uncharted stuff, it all kind of sounds
sounds like things we've done before. But to me, I want this game to sort of almost be a Force Awakens style, you know, kind of return to form, where mm. it's not really necessarily doing anything daring and new, but it's doing things that are kind of familiar that we haven't had in a long time, but really well. And mm. like that ice stuff, it looks kind of, you know, just like a gimmick on the surface, but Respawn, the developers, obviously, they do so them. much with kind of movement <laughs> yeah. and sort of agility and mixing that into combat. And I thought that was a cool mm. example of mm. their strengths when you were sort of like, you know, falling down the ice and you were blocking laser blasters with your lightsaber. I thought that genuinely looked quite exciting mm-hmm. in a similar way that, you know, falling down the rocks in Uncharted did, which is when right. you can go back and sort of be like, well, we've kind of done this before, but we haven't done it with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. You say that, though. The, the whole sliding down the ice thing. You're, not, you're, you're a bit more mixed <laughs> on it, aren't you, I think? Like... I, I finished the Spyro collection early in the year, like, you know, and our time off between. Just, just, like just looks like, a, you know, when Spyro's going, oh, as he's going down the slide <laughs> sort of thing. That was, that didn't catch me as much. Like, I was like, oh, come on. Some of those things. I don't need that. Yeah, like the ice sliding, the um, the climbing sections. Like, I mean, the thing is, I don't mean to be super negative on it. I mean, it's more just a measured approach. I think that they haven't done a great job of getting what is the real game in front of people. I think they've been very hesitant uh, with trailers and footage because obviously they're going up against the reputation that Battlefront 2 has or EA Star Wars has or whatever. So they've been playing their cards so carefully and then now we're like only a few weeks away from uh, launch and they're sort of like letting people see more of it um so for me I've, i'm just going from like a measured approach and i think between I'm, all three of us it'll be more of that i'm glad that like for for, for combat is their mm. thing this time because if i don't know if you remember force unleashed yes mm-hmm. their big thing was if you pick up a stormtrooper he's going to grab onto a ledge yeah oh, i love that and or they're going to grab each other and hold on to each other as you throw them that was always <laughs> it's like why are you focusing on this too much like that show me cool, more like, of the game yeah that was a cool idea they didn't do that much with that was the yeah. old euphoria engine but yeah so they have this whole thing for like like you said like thoughtful combat or whatever and um, we can talk a bit about that because i think there's a lot of like souls adjacent combat stuff going on where like which is the go-to comparison in terms of camera behind the character lock on you're circling around people i mean it's all about positioning like you know you want to pick your spots um and they've uh, you can see in the gameplay footage there's like stagger and stamina meters for each character and um, you can completely deplete it if you uh, parry at the right time if you knock a blaster bolt back at the right time and um, that opens a character up for a finisher which is why you see a lot of the um not cleaving humans in half but you can you can finish characters off and stuff um, but what do you guys think of that stuff? Because like Josh, you mentioned, it actually reminded you more of God of War. Yeah, we kind of disagreed about this before mm. we came in because when I was watching it, obviously, you know, it, it looks like it's sort of been influenced by, you know, that kind of Souls brand of methodical gameplay. Mm. But for me, it was it was closer to God of War in the way that it had the weight and it had the heft and it had the sort of, you had to be sort of tactical about how you were taking out your element, mm. how, how you take out the uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. But it didn't look as sort of like, punishing or as reliant on you know reading animations as dark souls is to right, me, it right. looked it looked a bit more accessible but yet not sort of unsatisfying it looked like it had the weight but still had the style of sort of god of war when you're pulling off those combos and you're, True, you're yeah. taking people down from afar and you're mixing in sort of atreus's um, arrows and you know those big i can't remember what they're called the runic attacks yes the so, big tornado spins yeah and yeah stuff. yeah so uh, although you do have that sort of sense of weight and you know what would you even call it? Like so purpose to where you are on the field? Purpose to where you are on the field. But combined with, you know, these big over-the-top moves where you can force push people away, mm. everything looked like it sort of built towards something larger. It wasn't just sort of a mix of Force Unleashed I really liked, mm. but it did feel sort of gimmicky, satisfying, but gimmicky when you were sort of force pushing people away mm. or choking stormtroopers. It was good, but you didn't really have to get into a situation where a specific move correlated with a specific enemy or you had yeah. to think like that it was just sort of this is very fun let's mess around with the physics whereas this has that but also a sort of it looks like it has a sense of depth to it that that was again well, I said I was watching the combat earlier and I, I really like the idea of like them finding all these ways for stormtroopers to defend themselves and scout mm. troopers but 
I also don't like the idea of like if you're a scout trooper or a random stunt trooper, you're not gonna just lunge at a Jedi and right. that, that's I've got my weird like Star Wars brain like oh, they, <laughs> they just need to run away and cry because they're just gonna be terrified of this. Right. But they're just going in there with um that I don't know, but, like zap sticks and trying to defend themselves. It's a bit weird. Yeah, at this point in the canon though, they would be maximum hubris because where it's just I after was, episode three. I was also thinking that because taking my outcast brain for a second, that's mm-hmm. like after the Death Star's been destroyed again. So mm-hmm. they're all a bit like down or trodden out. So this is probably this is the Empire is almost most powerful. So yeah, I, yeah, it does you know, kind of make sense. They've just ordered sixty six to everyone. They're they're <laughs> yeah. like they've got some confidence. Like they, they can take out one Jedi. So I will say that like, he looks like that dude. Also, yeah, Mr. Carl Kestis. Yeah. I think. There's this weird place where we all sort of like give Star Wars games a bit of a like leeway because a lightsaber, as we all know, we'll just go straight through them. Mm-hmm. I, I look at the ATST fight, it looks cool. It's like one of the best ATST fights we've had in gaming so far. Mm-hmm. But you just think, just go over and cut his leg off, mate. Just like, well, apparently down. you can, but you need to like wear it down or whatever. There's like, there are like certain rules for different, yeah. for different enemies. Like, um, yeah, the, all the gameplay that's out there shows that you can decapitate and dismember everything other than humans. Um, but then they also have humanoid style robots and stuff because they, they're, they're trying to get as close as possible to letting you slice arms off and cut things in half. But you, you're never going to do that with the stormtroopers. Yeah. The nearest you can get is that you cleave someone's like side in half, but they're they're still together. The weird thing is though, like you're not gonna have blood get everywhere because no. it cauterizes the wound straight away. That's so I don't know why they just don't back. let let that just happen. Yeah, unless it's just like something to do with the ESRB rating. I guess they want a, no arms. A T rate T fifteen rating, so that's I what I they're going for. The only um Star Wars game, and I could be totally wrong, the only Star Wars game that's that showed um arms being ripped off by a Wookiee is the Lego games. I don't think they've ever shown that with any I sense mean, of actual. Outcast in Academy had you cut in arms. You can off. cut arms off, yeah. yeah. But I mean, in terms of like the, the most brutal thing in Star Wars is uh, <laughs> well, um, is a Wookiee ripping some arms off. You could play as um, Chewbacca or like Tarfor and actually just keep ripping them off as you went along, <laughs> just chain them together. You could do a whole uh, yeah Wookiee rampage game like Apex. There's not going to be any. Um, you're only going to have a lightsaber in this, right? You're not going to have so a blaster far, at any point. They've not shown any of this. Mm-hmm. Different colored lightsabers, but yeah. Um, in terms of the force powers you were saying before about like, because it seems like this chunk of gameplay is very much the very beginning of the game. Um, and when they defeated a boss at the end of it, they're, they're fighting these different characters called, and they're all called the Night Sisters um, yeah. that live mm-hmm. on Dathomir. And um, they fight this character called the Ninth, uh, the Ninth Sister. And when they defeated them, um, they were given force push which is just like, obviously it's such a basic ability. I think that's one of the very first ones you get in uh, Jedi Outcast. And it's just like, that's the kind of thing that I think that the way that they're setting it up, I like to think of the whole game as just like combat chess, like Star Wars chess. Mm-hmm. And so all the combat that they've shown so far, I think they're holding their best stuff back for the full game. And they're going to give you a bunch of abilities like force push this, mind control this, freeze this blaster bolt in midair, run over here. Like, th- I think that's why, that, that'll be where it all comes together. And I still don't think we've seen the whole I wonder if they indulge in the, the dark side abilities as much, like with mm. choke and lightning, mm-hmm. or with just gonna be limited to like pull push, pull push, uh, mind trick, and like freeze. Like, I yeah. have the, the biggest. I'm gonna throw a fan theory out. I think that they cast. I was forget his name. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Um, they cast him as uh, Calcestis because obviously he played Joker in Gotham. Yeah. And uh, I think they cast a guy that is extremely unassuming. If all of this, because everyone says about how the, the new main character is very much unassuming and unmemorable and looks quite bland and whatever. Um, like no insulting to Mr. Monaghan, like bless him and everything. But I think that they've maybe cast someone intentionally unassuming because they want to walk that line at some point in the story. Because we know next to nothing about the vast majority of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And we're embarking on like a 15-hour thing. There are a few like uh, pr- comics leading up to this. But apart from that, yeah, no, nothing. But they all paint him in like a, a light. <coughs> light. They're mainly about his, um, the person who's training him, which I don't remember her name right mm. now. Uh, the one. It's not Ventress. No, um, you know, there's clips of him running, jumping onto a ship mm-hmm. and it's being flown by an alien dude and a woman and he's been chased by one of the sisters. I don't know. I'm going to guess it's not Janos though. No, it's just, it's, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's his, whoever, 
she's a surviving Jedi from Order sixty six, and okay. she um she's the person who trains right Kyle for. So he's very, he's very much a light side character for now. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I don't actually know her name. But mm. I think it is a good point that you know you cast someone like Cameron Monaghan, who's like really good, really uh, excellent, and shameless, and really good as Jer- Jerome in Gotham, but sure. can play this sort of you know darker side to. Uh, I know, just I've watched Gotham. Character. I thought he was Joker. Has he become? Joker? Well, it's it's the, the, it's the whole thing. They couldn't use the license. They couldn't say he was called Joker, so they uh, called him Jerome. But like heavily hinted at that. Yeah. Why? WB said they were going to cancel it if you uh, if they actually just. Outright I thought it was a it. license thing. No, well, it is, but because they wanted to use them for the movies, they wanted to maintain the, oh, cool. for the movies. They weren't allowed to actually directly refer to them as. Good Lord, Joker. DC. It, it, they couldn't even use certain things like the green hair, which is why in the end <laughs> uh, product it was a total mess. Anyway, That's either bad. way, the point is that he plays a sort of you know a, a darker character. So I feel like you do get someone like this mm. to maybe if it's not a moral uh, system in the actual game, but to create a protagonist who starts off really good, mm-hmm. but then once you get and you feel the power of the, you know the force, you get these items, you get used to the killing, mm-hmm. is potentially tempted. Mm-hmm. And you know, might have some darker instincts that come out during the. Course. I did read as well. Um, it's part of the PC Gamer write-up that um, they were describing a situation where they cleaned out a whole room full of uh, stormtroopers, just hacking, slashing, doing whatever. One guy was left. It went for the platoon of a whole bunch of them down to one guy, and the one guy left didn't even do anything. Just stood there and went, "Oh dear," and then got <laughs> killed. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. 
And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, like the, dude, the guy writing it up was like, oh, I felt for a second, I felt really sorry for that guy because he's been drafted and doing whatever. I mean, you know, space Nazis, but like he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and things like that, they could seed that stuff that like, you know, maybe you you do realize that you're getting carried away with power and you are just hacking through so many bodies. And what does it mean for this fresh-faced guy to start racking up a body count? Like for me, the, the story is one of the most interesting parts because like the EA, Star Wars under EA's wing hasn't specialized in story. They had a campaign in Battlefront 2, but as much as it was marketed as like being an evil, being part of the dark side, it inverted that in the first like 10 minutes yeah i wonder how much like leeway they actually get mm. because this is sort of well it is canon isn't it so yeah, yeah. I, I wonder yeah. how much leeway they get to <clears throat> probably go kind of crazy with it or whether I, it has to fit a certain mold mm-hmm. i think it's been written for them already and as i've i've said mm-hmm. i don't ha- i've seen anyone else see it, say this so far mm-hmm. but i reckon that they're going to take this character disney plus show you have mentioned this before. Actually. You said that yeah. they've already cast enough actors sense. for it. Yeah. Like they've got enough like actual like lower tv actors slash they've brought back um Solgro and this and I wonder if mm. we see more of his descent to madness because mm. he's maybe. he's pre and proper militant at the beginning mm. of this so maybe we get to see a bit of that more he doesn't descent. have if it is a particular injury that puts him in that state in Rogue One where he has to have the breathing system and everything then yeah. we haven't seen that yet either so there's more things to connect yeah I think we're going to see a bit more like so that descent and then we're going to move on and see other things like mm. this a progression of the sisters as well because there's still so much of the timeline where we don't know we know that some of them have died or the end point, but we don't know a lot of the middle bits. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think this might help fill in a bit of that. Mm-hmm. And with the Darth Maul stuff, I feel like that's going to have to be near an end boss because at the very beginning, Carl Cassis is very like weak and yeah. very new. Like I, I don't think you can just go straight from that to that. Also, yeah. I don't know if we'll have Vader either because Vader seems to be mm. like he would just instantly crush you. Yeah. You'd assume so. I, I would hope that they don't fall back too much on established characters. Like we've got K2 or got a K2SO droid in this as one of the one of the um, enemies and stuff. But I want it to stand on its own. I don't want it to be a reference fest. I don't want it to be another solo. Um, as much as I love the reference to Masters of Terrace Cassie on PS1, I was like, that's cool, but I, I need it to be its own thing. I don't yeah. want it to be, I don't want Star Wars to become a reference fest to like, remember when it was remember back in the day mm-hmm. when it was like on all the figures, uh, final all cylinders or whatever. Although, um, yeah. if, we, if we've got Sol Grower, I want Boggler in there. <laughs> if they do a um, do a Boggler bonus level, then you know maybe. Um, but anyway, so we can break down some specific gameplay stuff. Um, we talked about the stagger meters and whatever before. Um, in terms of the force meter, apparently it replenishes with attack, so you're encouraged to go on the offensive. Um, enemies glow red before they jump at you. Um, the well, they they uh, glow red when it's an unblockable attack, hmm. um, which I feel like is like a staple of like vast majority of third person action games. Um, and also, uh, your jump button turns into a dodge button and a flip button when you're locked on. Um, which like uh, there's a few things in here that remind me of Sekiro, like in terms of like the way that FromSoft evolved their Dark Souls template and allowed for way more agility. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of that? I, I, know, I yeah. remember when the first <laughs> the first proper gameplay trailer came out and you were looking at the sort of proper dueling parts. I thought mm. the same thing then where right. it was kind of not as intense as Sekiro but it's kind of taking cues from that similar mm-hmm. style where you've got to parry, you've got to like really be on top of your positioning mm-hmm. and stuff. And I like that more. I did manage to read it but I saw some headline before I came in that was really hyping up the dueling in this game right. and I, I want that to be spot on because that's always so intense and so satisfying. Mm-hmm. kind of does a a sort of 
a gameplay style that is so suited to Star Wars mm-hmm. that no other game can do quite as well, unless you're Sekiro. Well, like but Academy doesn't and, have lightsabers, does it? No, Academy and Outcast nailed that stuff. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You seen Ben right before we came in that like you thought maybe the the juggling in this wasn't as well done as Outcast from what you've seen. From what I've seen, I see a lot of like you swipe through the people uh, through the Night Sister when you're fighting her, mm-hmm. and she does it back to you sort of thing, and. In you our, want to be bouncing in, off. In um, Outcast and Academy, you had more of the bounce mm-hmm. and more of the lock-on sort of thing. And if, even if you had full health, mm-hmm. if you lost that lock, and then someone, shh, you're dead instantly or yeah, two right. hits. Like, there's a lot quicker, mm-hmm. like, just totally gone in that. Mm-hmm. But then again, if this goes full secure, then it might be a bit... Oh. <laughs> I don't think it'd be... Full, I mean, there, there are four difficulty levels. I didn't write them down, but the top one's like Grandmaster it's or like something. It's like Jedi, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Jedi Grandmaster. Nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like if you play on the top one, assuming you do that, I think for this kind of game, like maybe you'll get more enemies, but I think the difficulty will just be that you take more damage and that maybe you will be susceptible I, to one-hit kills. Watching those... Um, watching everything I've seen so far, I feel like on Grandmaster, the K2SO droids... Just gonna whammy on that. Will, be, wham on the will head. be a nightmare. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard people say that if they they can grab you and they can insta kill you, pretty much. Really, the That's way all, that, yeah. um, K2 does. Yeah, the way if you don't, you get you get hit once, and if you don't get out of it, then you're just done. Right. Like, I mean, I'm kind of game for them doing like if they want to restore the lethality of a lightsaber, like they want to make it so that if you connect with this blade, you cut something in half. And they showed that in the uh, decapitation videos. And um, well, fans fans have made like compilation videos, like showing like everything from rats to goblins to yeah. whatever just gets sliced in mm-hmm. half. And it's like we haven't had like an actual lightsaber ass lightsaber since Force Unleashed two. Yeah. And um, where you could like slice arms off and whatever. Well, this reminded me when I was watching the gameplay of because the lightsabers in Star Wars sort of they differ from you know saga to saga in mm. my eyes. The lightsaber of the original trilogy is different from the lightsaber in sort of prequels in it that's different from the lightsaber of the new sequel trilogy Mm -hmm. and this to me looks closer to the kind of force awakens last jedi kind of style where it's it's heavy it doesn't slice through things like as easy as it did in sort of prequels and i quite like that Mm. sort of interpretation of it i liked when he was carrying it around it looked weighty it looked powerful and yet it didn't have the sort of ease of use of i'm just gonna hit you scott (laughs) you're in half now like i'm totally fine it takes sort of like concentration and you know real effort to get to kill someone, and mm-hmm. that's not everyone's lightsaber, you know what I mean? But that's the one that I quite enjoy. I, hope, I think they nailed. Yeah, I hope that his animations change slightly as you get better, like throughout the game, because mm-hmm. he's like he's quite like weighty. He's kind of hunched over when he's wielding it. He's spinning it around quite a lot, and he's getting used to stuff. But I hope that gets more refined over the game. And don't necess- I don't expect it to necessarily. Animation refinements like so rare. You got it in Spec Ops, and that was like about it. But um, one of my favorite scenes in Force Awakens is the bit when uh, Ray fights Kylo, and they're both just cutting down trees left, right, and center. Like just even yeah. as they go to ready, they touch a tree behind mm-hmm. them, and it falls over. And it's like yeah. It reminds you, like, yeah, it's a concentrated blade of energy. It should be. I feel like unless he gets trained by um, a person who we, we've all forgotten the name, I feel like it's going to be, <laughs> it's all going to be that sort of style of fighting where it's lunges. You're mm-hmm. not going to get like Phantom Menace style. What if you build up to that though? I mean, that'd be cool if he get if he gets trained into it, like mm-hmm. actual lightsaber combat sort of training. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Like he probably would need that if you're going to face Darth Maul. Well, exactly. I mean, in um, Sekiro, one of the best things about Sekiro is the the rhythmic way that you uh, counter and parry in that game. Like once you get that that combat system down, and something attacks you with like a five hit string, you get used to tapping L1 or LB in ex- in the right timings, and you deflect every single one of those hits and you strike back. It feels great, and I would love a Star Wars game to have that. It'd be like sheer timing or coincidence if they happen to have the exact same system as Sekiro. Mm. Um, but maybe it does look like Dark Souls light, but with mm. uh, it, it you know, reminds me of it reminds me of more like Bloodborne, like the speed of that, right? But, the, mm. but still, the viciousness of the enemies, mm-hmm. is, but apart from half of them don't have like swords or at the moment or anything like that. Mm. So, 
I feel like the actual the aliens can be the hardest thing, like those spiders we see in Kashyyyk. They're less predictable, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. that goblin troll thing we saw on the ice planet as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and Zaffo. Yeah, I wonder if we fight a rancor, that's also going to be terrifying. You can't go. I mean, it literally, Dathomir is apparently known as the, the home of the rancors or home of rancors. So yeah. you wouldn't go there if you're not going to have Darth Maul or rancors. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess you've got the Night Sisters. Or oh, Darth um, Maul riding a rancor. Why not, right? <laughs> At this stage, why not? Um, another thing um, is the dying mechanic. This is really interesting. This is something straight out of the Dark Souls games or FromSoft games, um, where if you die, um, you know, you respawn, you go back to your checkpoint or whatever. But if you get back to the person that killed you, you don't have to kill them to get your XP back. You just need to land a hit. Hmm. Um, if you touch them, and you get all your XP back. I um, wonder what the EXPs can be for, because they said that... There's like skill trees and stuff. You're just going to get the force power, so I'm... I'm, Well, you get force powers from bosses, but when you go, you save at these, um, like, beams of light or whatever, and when you rest at them, you can bank your SP and you can upload, um, upgrade, sorry, you get different combos. Um, But yeah, like, you don't upgrade force powers. It seems when you you get them, it's a fully formed thing. You're upgrading combos. That's cool, because I was worried it would sort of be stuff like, oh, now you can grab a Mm. heavy enemy, or now you can grab a monster and stuff. Because in, like, uh, for example, in, like, Outcast Academy, it's like, you you get grip. But it's first of all, it's just they do that. Yeah. Then you pick them up, but you can't move them. And then level three, you can just throw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, like, I mean, yeah, it's it's because at the very first level of the push in Skyrim is terrible. Like, mm. it's just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just like, you might as well just sort of like blow someone from a mile away. Yeah. Lol. But for the most part, it's like it's the kind of thing where like yeah, like the the powers at the the stages that they're fun to use are the maxed out ones, and that's what we associate with Star Wars anyway. Um, so I'd be curious with that. Um, yeah, it's just like I like the idea that they have like a, a Souls adjacent type thing. It seems like they're picking and choosing the best lessons from the Souls games, but hopefully not bringing across the brutal difficulty. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems more accessible even just the fact that you have to only get a hit mm-hmm. on someone rather than actually kill them like yeah. you did in Bloodborne. But that's that's interesting. I hope it's more than just sort of a gimmick because they're kind of you know mimicking this style of game i hope it's there for a purpose yeah. not just because you know it's what people like another thing uh, is called force echoes this is where they've hidden some of the extended uh, story apparently there's a whole stuff about the night sisters and what they're trying to do on dathomir and um, you have to go and find these force echoes you get three of them to extend your force uh, bar itself oh, cool. but you're also picking up xp and story got a theory here go on because i you know is I've, it that raised mum uh no it's not actually Damn. sadly no raised mum is a nobody a rancor and a night sister <laughs> <laughs> the, is it is it the night sisters that night right? sisters Correct, yeah. yeah the night sisters are they going also the inquisitors function you know similarly to the valkyries from god of war because this is what the vibe i'm kind of getting from them. if you have to if they're <clears> these <throat> big challenges that you have to <clears> sort of seek out then you get quite good re- rewards whether it's the Force echoes or I would else. say yes, but then I'm going to say no because like half of them won't die in this game. Okay, because do they, need to they be alive because they won't because they are later on the cannon. Right, like mm. they're they're all like uh, they, they're kind of like Vader's minions where he sends them out to do some Jedi killing for him because he can't be ever at once. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's too lazy, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's got to make that new shiny helmet for him. He's done his killing. He could just sit back, you know, have a cup of tea on his little uh, little spaceship, look out at the. To world be fair, below. in between three and four, he's having the midlife crisis and then just becoming <laughs> just you know bowing down to uh, Moff Tarkin or whatever. So it, it depends what he wants to do. Um, there's also just mention of a cutscene in here that is Obi Wan's recording from Episode Three. It's the one when he is it when he goes to the library and he leaves a message yes. to warn the Jedi about the Clone War uprising or whatever. Um, Obi Wan's recording at least is in this game. So I don't. Know whether that's cool. literally repurposed footage from the movie or whatever, but this cutscene is in here. Although they do have, I think it's the purge troopers in this, mm. the ones with the double-sided. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of everything today. Like the Inquisitor blades. The ones with, you know in episode three, you got the droids with the purple. Oh, you mean like those big electric sticks? Yeah, so you got have, guys. Yeah. So they're going to be. They're probably gonna be more like Valkyrie adjacent, maybe. Ah, cool. There's less of them, but they're going to be hard as hell to actually beat down. Mm-hmm. 
Like they're they're going to be almost like a mini sort of like boss fight. Every I like the idea of them peppering the planets with that stuff. One thing I didn't mention about the planets before is that each planet has certain level caps, so you can't you're you're free to choose which planet you want to zip over to. Um, but Dathomir had higher level enemies than Zepho. You think so, right, it's up to you? You think they'll just respawn all the enemies in the same place? Yes. You when back? you, I should have totally said that. When you save, um, when you're banking your XP, Soul Style it respawns everybody. Really? Oh, yes. really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Maybe my God of War comparison doesn't hold as much as <laughs> thought. This is it just Souls. Just Souls. Just yeah. yeah just Star Souls. But I mean. Uh, I'm game for it. I think like I said, it lets you practice the combat. Maybe if you want to find an area that you're comfortable in, you can practice there before you move on. Um, maybe if you want to grind out some enemies and get some XP, if you go over to like look, even just even in a, in a canon sense, in a Star Wars mythical fantasy sense, I love the idea of a Jedi just going to Dathomir and practicing on Dathomir and yeah. just just fighting waves of whatever comes at him until yeah. he feels better. It's like Dragon Ball Z for like Star Wars. <laughs> um, I'm sweet for that. We might as well end on uh, lightsaber customization. Um, you can change the color and the hilt. Um, you find a whole bunch of different items in chests all around the world. Um, BD1 is the name of your droid, which will also find items when you're out and about but you need to upgrade him or it to uh, open certain chests but a lot of uh, Jedi com- um, lightsaber components are in the chests is the color I think the co- is the color not just a pre-order bonus or the other at colors the minute well? um, it just says that different colors are in the game um, okay. some dude talked about using a green one we've seen blue in the cutscenes um, okay, orange cool. is a pre-order bonus so I'm guessing you can pick whatever you want what are you guys going for because I'm, I'm a blue purist purple blue through and through baby purple purple mate That's purple all the way what? call me I, Mace Windu okay well Bye. Mace thanks I lean between blue, but then also Qui-Gon Green, mate. <laughs> yeah, Qui-Gon Green? Qui-Gon Luke Green. Green. Look, let's let Qui-Gons be Qui-Gons. Oh, no. <laughs> get this over and done with. If, uh, in terms, let's just get super nerdy. Do you guys have a favorite hilt you would want to use? I know which one I don't want to use, and that's Dooku's. I used to. I used to put in all of the older games, and I've completely <laughs> blanked right now. I remember I used to, in the, was it the Academy games where you could actually Yeah, yeah, you swap them. I see one night to build the public. I made I, mine look like Qui-Gons. Right. I think the, the bulkier the better. The one that I, I never liked Dooku's because it had that weird like bend in it, and I never oh. I never got how he held it. It was like a weird Ooh, TV remote. It's because it's it, like, like downwards. Like. They were also like they were like training saber slash for the highest swordsman right. masters, so he can wield it around his hand and do some magic. Because some of the Inquisitors have um, that sort of like ring mm. around the middle grip, so you can spin it around a lot. Yeah, double sided. I like yeah, the idea of cool. that. Um, who knows? Who I I still think that because it's respawn and they just they shouldn't have full creative control over this. They have some safe elements like the the open world stuff. Uh, sorry, the uh, climbing and, the, and that kind of stuff, like sort of like, you know, generic elements to third person action stuff. These just seem to be sticking, they seem to have like such a hold on what they want to do. Yeah, and man. they've been able to go up against EA and go, we're not doing loot boxes, we're not doing this, we're going to do this specific thing. Yeah. And I think they've still got way more to show us than even what's been seen and for now. Just, it's, it's weird because we say like this game keeps like falling on the wayside because mm. it comes out like a week after Death Stranding. So don't, think, don't remind me then. Right? <laughs> so it's going to be a week of Death Stranding and then going oh, into God. this. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the next week is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and The Outer Worlds and then a month after that or a couple of weeks after Two that. Two weeks? Is Death Stranding and then the week after that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Can Order. Can I just say I'm so happy that Doom was delayed. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Yes. It's like, as weird as it is, I'm glad that there's some breathing room and then yeah. at least after Death Stranding we can start doing best games of the air and everything. But like, yeah, the amount of stuff that's queued up for the next few weeks is kind of ridiculous. In terms of closing thoughts and where are you guys on Star Wars? Because I think the way that IGN framed this was it's the final preview. It's the one time they've let a bunch of people come and play it. Um, so I don't think we'll see any more until launch day, but where yeah. are you guys on it? For me, it's, 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 it's an interesting position because I trust respawn mm. wholeheartedly and Same. I think if anyone at EA can do a good job of a Star Wars game it, it is them mm-hmm. but at the same time that's my sort of last hope this is this is <laughs> this should be a new hope but I think it's the last hope because if these guys mess it up I have no faith in Star Wars video games going forward that's 
that's probably if me respawn done, can't nail this and they're they are like the studio to do it. also yeah. when you were saying about having so much faith in respawn and thinking about war runs and the way that this game moves i'm going to predict that there's a secret first person mode in this oh, and they haven't shown that yet that because be their cool. bread and butter is sliding wall running and kineticism in first person and if playing this game in first person would give it the original jedi vibes i think that weightiness could work in first person as well like it, i think it would translate mm. easier than you expect yeah i'm thinking that um but yeah if respawn can't nail it considering the the ground i mean they've got all they've got is upward trajectory like battlefront 2 has clawed itself back but the reputation of ea star wars isn't very good so i'd have a lot of faith in respawn i think it is the beginning beginning of a new era where we're actually gonna like star wars again i hope so i think i miss that so much this comes out i think the same day as uh, mandalorian in the us oh cool so we're getting uh, that mandalorian then we're gonna get hopefully the rise of skulkers Mm -hmm. uh, an improvement from the last film Mm -hmm. but i think that we're going to go up from there. Impossible to improve on perfect as well. <laughs> it would be nice to have something that we all like, though. We have, <laughs> yes, we'll have a nice Scott. little chat instead of shouting at each other all year long. <laughs> but I guess we'll see how it goes. But yeah, let's what you think down in the comments below. Come find us on social media if you're listening along on the audio platforms. For now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast, and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Goodbye there. And Josh Brown. <laughs> Goodbye. And we might not have any <laughs> outro music, so bye. Boop. Video games. There we go. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.